verse 67, before I was afflicted, I went astray. Mm. But now have I kept thy word. Mm. Thou art good and doest good. Teach me thy statutes. The proud have forged the lie against me, but I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease, but mm. I will delight in thy law. Mm. Verse 71 says, It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. And the word of the Lord is blessed. Amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of God. Amen. And if you just give me a few minutes, I'm going to speak to you from the subject, transformed by trouble. Amen. Transformed by trouble. Talk today. Talk today. Sometimes we find ourselves in some predicaments that we can't explain. Sometimes we find ourselves in some situations that it seems like we can't escape. We feel like there is no way out. And it causes us to wonder if it's possible that our, our trouble can become our triumph. And we wonder if our pain really has a purpose. My God. So the basic theme or the basic principle of the 119th chapter of Psalm is to show the practical use of the word of God in the life of the believer. It describes how the word enables us to grow in holiness and also how we are to handle the persecutions and the pressures that come along with our walk with Christ. Amen? So the psalmist here reveals to us here in the text that I just read that there are times in our lives when afflictions or trouble is good for us. Because trouble strengthens our faith and our obedience to the word of God. And because trouble is a tool that God uses to get our lives to line up with his word. So let me let me ask a question. How many of us here today have ever faced some type of trouble? Or you may even be going through some type of trouble right now. <laughs> so as we can see, trouble is something that's common to all of us. None of us is exempt from trouble. So what are some kinds of trouble that we face in our lives? There, there's many types of trouble, but I'm just going to give you a few examples. There's self-initiated trouble. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's the trouble we bring on ourselves, right? That's the trouble God ain't had nothing to do with. You did that. Self-initiated trouble. God told you that wasn't the one. Oh, you didn't have to do that. But he was 6'2 and chocolate brown and had a nice body and good hair. And then you might have had somebody in your ear talking about, ooh, girl, I bet he makes some pretty babies. I heard him say it. What is that? What is that? But I heard him say it. And you end up, you and everybody else in the city around here with, with pretty babies. But you're struggling trying to take care of them because God told you that that wasn't the one. You already Self-initiated trouble. Then that's the trouble that we deal with simply because we live in a fallen world. 
because of one man's sin. Sin entered the entire world. And now there are some things that we're just going to have to deal with because of that original sin. So we face trouble because we live in a fallen world. Then there's the trouble that we face because of righteousness sake. Because you bear the name of Christ. And because of the values and the principles you follow, and because of the righteous stance you take on certain issues, you will suffer persecution. That's right. You will suffer trouble. Uh-huh. Anybody notice how society now more and more is embracing and holding rallies and marches and protests and parades and writing and passing laws to protect everyone's rights. Except the believers. And the first time we as Christians, as believers, speak up for righteousness, we're labeled as being judgmental. We're being petty. We're not showing love. Right. Trouble. Because you don't condone sin. All right. Ooh, all right. Wow. That's good. And then there's the trouble that's God initiated. God initiated in our lives. You was going on about your life. You went bothering nobody. Right. Nobody was bothering you. Right. And here comes trouble. <laughs> but isn't that what happened to Job? Uh-huh. God asked Satan. Have you considered my servant Job? Jesus. And the word says Job was a perfect and an yes. upright man. Yes. He was a man who feared God right. and hated evil. Doing it right. And God gave trouble permission uh, to go find Job. Uh, God initiated trouble. Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah, there'll be times when you're living all you know how to for God. And trouble will still come knocking right. at your door. God initiated Trouble. So as we can see, trouble is inevitable. Yes. It's coming. Yes. In some way, shape, or form, at some time or another. Yes, right. It's coming. Yes. Whether we go looking for it or whether it comes looking for us. It's coming. Yes. But it doesn't matter what the source of your trouble is. What matters is that there's always a purpose behind any trouble that you may go through. So why is it that we have trouble? Or better yet, why would God allow us to go through trouble? So in verse 67 of the just read text, it says, Before I was afflicted or before I experienced trouble, I went astray. Uh Uh-oh. And that word astray means I was out of the proper place. I was wandering. I was all over the place. I was doing my own thing. And it says, but now have I kept thy word. So trouble will make you obey the word and bring you back into right relationship with God. And verse 71 says, it is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. And that same verse of scripture from the message translation says it like this. My troubles turned out all for the best, 
They forced me to learn, again, there's that word, they forced me to learn, learn. from your textbook. So what is this saying? It's saying that God is trying to teach us something through our troubles. He wants us to learn some things. That's the primary reason or purpose for anything that we go through. We're supposed to learn something from it. So whenever you find yourself facing trouble, don't ask God, why me? Oh, woe is me. Why me? Instead, ask me, God, what is it that you're trying to teach me? What am I supposed to learn from what it is that I'm going through? Transform through trouble. Every storm, every trial, every experience, every difficulty is there to teach us the ways of God. Is there to educate us in the word of God. Is there to develop our character and to build up our spiritual muscle. Is there to mature us. Either one or two things happens when you go through a season of trouble. Either you grow up mm. or you give up. Mm. When you go through a season of trouble, one or two things is going to happen. Either one, you grow up, or two, you give up. And let me help you with something. While you're going through your trouble, watch your focus. Instead of focusing on the situation, Focus on God's plan or his reason for allowing the situation to come about in the first place. Because you do know that nothing can happen to us without uh, God's permission, right? You, You do know that. So watch your focus because your focus determines your feelings. And it's when we get in our feelings that we're more apt to give up than we are to grow up. So watch your focus. And keep your focus on God when you're going through your trouble. See, The reason we see the trouble is because we look at it in its present state. We look at the situation as as it is right here, right now, in the moment. When in actuality, God uses troubles to prepare you or to transform you for where it is that you're on your way to. So, what are some of the ways that God uses trouble? To transform you. The first way is. God uses trouble to. Direct you. God quite often will use your problems. To motivate you to change. And to point you in a new direction. And sometimes it takes us. Experiencing a painful situation. To make us see that we need to change our ways. So what am I saying? I I worked for law enforcement. I worked for them for six years before. And I left for about ten years. And and I came back. And I'm still today processing paperwork. For some of the same folks. That I processed paperwork on all those years ago. (laughs) Why? Because for some of them, all they've been receiving in their mind is what equates to a slap on the wrist for the things that they've been doing. And you don't even hear them say sometimes, oh, I can do this time standing on my head. There's nothing. I can do this. 
But for others, it's a total different experience. Help us, Jesus. Because the pain and the loss will cause them to reevaluate and to make the necessary changes to take their life in a different direction. So God uses trouble sometimes to direct us. Another way God uses pain is to inspect us. God uses pain to inspect us. I was in a store a few days ago, and right near the entrance as I walked in, there was a display of these all-weather reclining outdoor chairs. So I stood and I watched a couple people test out or inspect the chairs. And there was this one gentleman who sat down in one of the chairs for a minute. Then he reclined it to see how that feature worked. And he checked the headrest and the armrest to see if those were good. Then he stood up and picked the chair up and folded it and opened it back up a couple times to see how easy or how difficult it would be to move that chair from one place to another. And the last thing he did before he put the chair in his cart was he turned the chair over and he read the label on the chair. And I can imagine that he was reading the label to see what the chair was made of, to see whether it would be durable enough to stand up against the elements. So once he completed his inspection, and once he determined that the chair met his standards or his expectations, and that it would be able to withstand the heat and the rain and the wind and his weight, he picked the chair up and he put it in his cart. And he moved it from a place of just sitting there on display to take it to a place where it could serve out the purpose for which it was created. And that's the same way that God has to inspect us. What does trouble reveal about you? When you pass your inspection? When the trouble comes, when the wind comes, when the rain comes? What does that reveal about you? The third way that God uses trouble to transform us is he uses it to correct us. Because there's some lessons that we learn only through pain and through failure. How many times in your life have you said, if I had known then what I know now, dot, dot, dot. Or if I had only listened when so-and-so tried to tell me, dot, dot, dot. Sometimes we walk blindly into some of our troubles because we don't take the time to seek out instruction or guidance. And then there are times we kick the door in and walk in with our eyes wide open because we want to do what we want to do even though we know better. Right. And it's in those times that God has to allow our trouble to come to correct us. Yes, yes, yes. The fourth way that God uses trouble to transform us is he uses trouble to protect us. Did you know that a problem can be a blessing in disguise 
if it prevents you from being harmed by something more serious down the road. Wow. Think about it. Wow. You get fired from your job because you refuse to do something unethical or illegal that your boss has asked you to do. Now you unemployed. You don't have a job. That's the problem. But a year later, that boss and everybody else who did what that boss asked them to do are now in the news and in jail because their actions were uncovered. You losing that job was God's way of protecting you from what was coming down the road, but you couldn't see it. See, sometimes we're so busy focusing on the little thunderstorm that we can't even see the Category 5 hurricane that's coming down the road. That's good. So God uses trouble to protect us. Yes. And the last thing is God uses trouble to perfect us. Uh I'm going to read this passage of scripture, Romans 5, 3 through 5, from the message, and it says, there's more to come. We continue to shout our praise even when we're hemmed in with troubles. Because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us. And how that patience in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. In alert expectancy such as this, we're never left feeling shortchanged. Quite the contrary. We can't round up enough containers to hold everything God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. Wow. So God uses trouble to perfect us. And when we respond to our troubles in the right way, God uses that to build our character and to give us hope in him. Yes, he does. And understand this, being perfected in him will take you out of your comfort zone. It's going to happen. It's going to take you out of your comfort zone. Because God is more interested in our character than he is in our comfort. Mm. God is not only in the business of blessing, he's in the business of building as well. Amen. Mm. If it was wow. just about the blessing, we would never have to experience any trouble. <laughs> yeah. But it's in the midst of our troubles that we come to know God as a healer. Yes. It's in the midst of our troubles that we come to know God as a keeper. We meet the deliverer. We meet the provider. It's when we go through our troubles that our faith is tested and tried. And where the authenticity of our commitment is manifested when we go through trouble. So don't allow your troubles to make you bitter. Don't allow your troubles to make you bitter. Be mad at God and everybody. And what you say? Just yeah. angry. Yeah. All the time. Just angry. For no reason. Just angry. Just angry. <laughs> Don't allow your troubles to make you bitter. The word says we are to rejoice yes. in our suffering. Yes. Because that's what God uses to transform us into the purpose that he created us for. When we go through our troubles, we have to remember when you find yourself in your season of trouble, encourage yourself. Remind yourself 
Look at somebody else in the room next to you and say, I'm not in trouble. I'm in transition. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. 